Eternal Dirtles is a podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and supporters like you. Come to our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles and support us. Thanks. Y'all know me, Phil B, Eternal Dirtles Legacy, hated by these net decks, banless, and those Hasbros, Wasi, Nate G, real OG, Arklet and Mavericky, cradled out the Heron's host, so give no f about Lily V. Zach C, Berserker Dude, pulls the rug on your attitude. Days then waste trick, flip this Delva, swing for three with some altitude. Got brews? We do. Metagame breakdown info too. Listen up, cause here's the show where we stack our decks like spicy news. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Gully. And Nate, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? I can't complain. I'm fresh off of the uh, trip back from Virginia, coming back from SCG Con. SCG Con. So what did you get to play there? Unfortunately, I didn't get to play any Legacy. The friend group I was with wanted to play EDH back at our hotel or at our Airbnb the whole time so i i basically was uh, a slave to that that mentality but uh that did allow me to play in one uh pre-release so i got i picked up some modern horizons cards and i of course i traded stuff in and bought some uh new cards so i kind of expanded my uh my legacy profile a little bit i can play some new decks which is pretty cool how was your how was your draft um, oh, it was a it was a sealed the pre-release. Oh, event. sealed. Um, so the sealed Sorry. went really well. Uh, I I uh, opened up a like a red white slivers deck. I opened first sliver and I was like, ooh, I cannot make this card work. But it was <laughs> it's like the second most expensive card in the set. So I was like, that's cool. Um, and so I had a very good like red white slivers deck with like the three drop guy that like uh, drains whenever a sliver comes into play, and then. I had like the the red white sliver that gives all of their slivers flying in haste. Uh, Jeez. Yeah, I had a first strike sliver. I had two of the slivers that give all slivers plus two plus zero. The deck was pretty cool. It was it was pretty bonkers. Um, but I, I handily beat all three of my uh, opponents in the first three rounds. Um, and then in the uh, fourth round, uh, my opponent and I I was looking to get out of there. It was like eight o'clock. The tournament started late. Um, and, uh, my opponent has, was as well. So we split and got the heck out of there. Cool. Um, it's too bad you get to play legacy. The schedule seemed pretty packed though. I don't know when everything started firing. I couldn't tell what people were playing when Yeah. from, you know, social media. So super, super cool. note. I did run into Cyrus in live and in person for the first time. That was, oh, that was cool. <laughs> that's nice. He played, I think legacy vintage and then, Vintage again and like the team trios or something. Uh, he definitely played they... Legacy the first day and he said he didn't do too well. That's about when I ran into him. And then uh, I think he did better in the 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 um on the Sunday. Yeah. Do you see anyone else that we have um, had on the cast? I uh, I feel like I'm I'm being waded into a trick question. I don't think I did. No, I meant like just like <laughs> even from afar. No, no, I, I no. Uh, yeah. I I spent because the way that the tournament was set up. Uh, the Invitational was in a different room than the pre-release events. So, you know, occasionally I saw some uh, random magic celebrity, uh, Rob Ward, shout out to Rob Ward, I ran into. Uh, you know, just, just local guys that, like, I recognize here and there, which was cool. But for the most part, no, unfortunately, there there wasn't a lot of people that, that like, uh, you know, were like, oh, Zach Clark, there you are, you know. 
It was cool to re- cool to hit Cyrus up though. Yeah, I, I was going to check on the deck list. I got to do that quickly because if I recall correctly, I think Infect won the uh, oh, the Legacy God. tournament. Let's check that out. What? Dark City Games play for power. Yeah, first place Infect. So there you go. Whoa! Good thing I didn't sell all my traps. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is a. This actually was an Infect deck with two Teferi Time Raveler played by Daniel Raymond. Oh. So he's playing the the Time Raveler main deck, two of them off of one Savannah, no other white source other than uh, Noble Hierarch. I suppose he just kind of like waits till he has it and then fetches the, um, the that Savannah. It's pretty interesting because that card just makes it so that your opponent can't do anything on your turn. <laughs> right. So when you That's attack, kind you of can't amazing. Really kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty rad. <laughs> Actually. One incubation incongruity in his sideboard. Yeah. What is that? Incubation is, is a white or a, I'm sorry, a green and a blue hybrid. Look at the top five cards, reveal a creature card mm-hmm. and you can get it. And then it goes to the bottom. And then the other half incongruity is an instant for one green, blue exile target creature. And the creature's controller gets a three, three green frog lizard so beast within looks like but only for yeah. creatures i see only for creatures and okay. exiles hey you know maybe we should just got on the show but this is a cool the, duck. the drawing the drawing part is actually not nothing sometimes you just need that uh, that particular creature yeah it looks like it probably comes in in that sort of grindy matchup yeah and it has some sort of double has double duty here so he doesn't play the fourth doesn't play the fourth ponder good thing phil's not on i, I really like cards. time raveler that is that is a very interesting card. Yeah, bounce a blocker. Yeah. Oh wow. That's yeah. that's new tech. I you know I saw that card and I never thought for a second like I would put that in Infect. That's uh, but that's spicy. I like it. Infect is one of the weirdest deck lists in the format though. Like it's hard to decide whether you're doing something wrong or right. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to see what he took out here. Uh, so we got three force of will. We got four days, one crop rotation, two vines. Uh, yeah, it looks like 18, he shaved a land. Normally you play 19 land. Um, and, uh, so I would say he took out, uh, one, uh, one like spell pierce fluster storm, uh, blossoming defense slot. So there's like, normally you play yeah. like, or like two become immense or whatever. And it looks like I play, um, a green sun Zenith and a, uh, like, uh, the, what is it? The Dry corrupt, Arbor. the corruptor. Oh, Vittering Corruptor in the yeah. main deck. Uh, yeah, in the, the main deck. Board. So, it, it, you know, and occasionally I'll play, like, uh, the cycling uh, artifact kill spell. I forget what that's called off the top of my head. That centers deliverance yes, in the sideboard. Yes, centers deliverance, uh, which he does so, have in the sideboard. I'll, I'll play that yeah. sometimes main. So it looks like he was just able to... But you don't need play. it. You got Safari. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't, need, you don't need any of that stuff. You don't need your spell pierce. You don't need your... You don't need your... Uh, the centers deliverance. Just Safari and kill it. I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. This is pretty cool. I'm going to go through these decks now just to see the first appearance of – well, Karn appears in the third-place deck. That's Jack Kitchen, Imperial Painter. I love this deck. i got to give it a shot. I haven't played online in a while or Legacy in a while, to be honest. Um, but uh, I like his deck. Uh, and then, yes, let's see. Sneak and Show. Omni Show. Not even Sneak and Show. This is Omni Show. Well, this is that Trinity deck with yeah. the three Omniscience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, this is That's the, the, pretty the deck standard that um, – what's it called? Uh, Tim, Tim's been really repping pretty hard. Yeah, this is main deck pyroblast in it. That's pretty intense. It's you got to hit that. Uh, got to hit Safari and Narset. Yeah, in that matchup, yeah. I actually don't see a Narset anywhere in this uh, tournament for quite a while. I'm going to keep going here. 
I'm going through all the Grixis decks. Oh, I bet it's in this Grixis control deck. Yeah, there's two in this Grixis control deck. So there's there your first appearance of Narset. Goblins. Um, Goblin shows up. Yeah, is this, look, is this a regular Goblins deck? Yeah, just a Golem Machin, Piledriver, Ringleader, Trashmaster. Yeah, jeez. Anything new in here? Trashmaster's new, I suppose. They've played it since it came out. Yeah. I'm just looking. I thought there was something that just came out that they were going to play, but maybe they didn't. Um, or maybe it's not legal yet. I have no idea what's legal, by the way. Nothing. No, so nothing <laughs> from the new set is, is legal just yet. Uh, next week, the set it launches. Because uh, I, I was bugging out because I was like, oh, where are the heck are my Ren and Sixes that I pre-ordered? And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I went to not, pre-order something. <laughs> I went to pre-order something because I thought it was going to spike. And then I realized the set isn't even out yet. And their cards, because it came out so early online, and yeah. it's already busted. Uh, there's two Teferi Time Ravelers in Brian Koval's 16th place. Oh, I'm sorry, two uh, Narsets in Brian Koval's 16th place Miracles deck. And other than that, pretty standard stuff in this in this top 16. But, you know, pretty nice looking one with Infect at the top, Painter, um, Goblins all making appearances, a Black Green Depths deck, a Dredge deck in 12th place. Is this the new face of, of Legacy? I mean, this is this is a pretty diverse metagame. Uh, no, I'm going to guess, I'm going to say no, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's kind of crazy that to see infected storm at one and two, the way things have been going in other tournaments. Um, our friend Grayson Parker, though, actually you haven't met him. Uh, he was on with me and Phil talking about chalice once mm. there was a nightwear tournament this, this, uh, this weekend. I'm not sure if the lists are up, but I will check. Um, but he said there were three Bomberman decks in the top eight. Whoa. So, <laughs> so is that, that's probably the new face, huh? <laughs> that's probably the new face. Let's see. That's May 12th. No, that's not. They haven't, they haven't put it up yet. Okay. But yeah, when that goes up, uh, <laughs> um, there you go, right? So anyway, um, so that was that. Let's take a look at Vintage quickly. Yeah. As long as we're here. Uh, oh, wait. How do you get to Vintage on Star City's site? <laughs> oh, good God. Who I have no knows? idea how to get to it. Okay, maybe we're not going to do that then because I don't actually know how to do that. Um, um, SEG Power 9 Roanoke. Let me tell you something, brother. You're here listening to this Eternal Dirtles podcast, but what you need to do is go over to Eternal Dirtles Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles, and show your support, brother. Yeah. Um, looks like uh, Just Guy Fish Blue Red Aggro, which is probably just a Delver deck, I want to say. Yeah, it's Dreadhorde Arcanist. Uh, not a Delver deck. It's Monastery Mentor, Snapcaster, and uh, Pyromancer. Uh, so that's Blue Red Del- Blue Red Aggro, which has a white source in it, apparently. Uh, yeah. Survival, uh, Blue White Fish, um, Grixis Planeswalker Control, Karn Control, Mud, and Oath of Druids. So yeah, no, shout out to, uh, our, to Richard Sponholtz and a fellow MTG dad in ninth place with his Eldrazi deck. Ooh. Um, and Brian Koval, 16th place. So he got 16th place in both tournaments. Good for him. Um, yeah, this is an interesting. I mean, it was a the paper tournaments are so are slower to adapt or slower to consolidate. I think yeah. than some of the online tournaments. Um, survival deck. Let's see. This is the one. This is the one I played. Um, I wonder if it's exactly the one I played. No, the sideboard's different. Um, but I played a similar deck. Rockin' uh, the Hollow One Basking Ruwala combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Uh, but this is what four Deathrite Shamans, not four Noble Hierarchs. Sometimes there's a Hierarch build that plays Lavinia. Ah. Um, but Deathrite Shaman is a better card. Um, so 
yeah, look, look at Kurt Spice's survival deck. You can see his has three noble hierarchs and four Lavinias, two deputy of detention, and only three of each counter spell plus two main deck stony silence. Ooh. That's the white. That's the white build, and the other one's the bug build. So good for them. Um, I'm looking at the. I'm, what are you looking at them on to see the deck names? Uh, th- th- I, I just pulled over from uh, MTG Top Eight, but now I'm on uh, the Power. I'm, I'm over on Goldfish. Yeah, Goldfish has these all these fish decks as Narset Control. Yeah, which is a very different uh, frame of frame of reference. Right? Yeah, they yeah three Narsets uh, and one Tefri. Tefri's just crazy good in in Vintage because if you can get it off and then like just that's it. Like your opponent's probably gonna lose after that. Narset is probably gonna be number one in Vintage. Yeah. We can. I feel like I'm foreshadowing. <laughs> what like uh, this Virus's Control deck? Yeah, this is this is the Grixis control deck with Tinker Bot and a bunch of stuff. So, um, I played some vintage this weekend. Oh yeah, you can believe it. Yeah, we had our uh, we ha- so I uh, just moved to Texas and I don't play one of these tournaments already. But the uh, Austin area Eternal players have a circuit called Romancing the Stones where we play Proxy Vintage. Um, and there's an invitation at the end of the year, and there's cool prizes that people put together. It's organized by my friend Stu. And um, I got to, we did a sort of out of town version in Houston, which is about a two and a half hour drive from Austin. Um, Houston's got a number of, of, of uh, vintage players as well. So we had, I think, 23 or 24 players on Saturday at the, in the, at a uh, dive bar called PJ's. That's a, that's a pretty vintage. good turnout. Yeah, it was it was really it was really nice. Uh, very hot weekend in Texas. <laughs> so I'm saying that, and now everyone just tells me they're always hot. So whatever. Um, <laughs> but uh, we had a we had a good turnout. I played, <clears throat> so I decided to play blue red Delver um, because I thought that that people would be playing a lot of Narcissus and a lot of Carns, and I wanted like just like an early clock that I could put down. So that if I got like if I had to face an early Narset or early Khan, I could attack it, and they would have to deal with the uh, threat before the Planeswalker could really stick. Um, and so I put my deck together, and I'll post it in the show notes. Um, but uh, basically, I didn't I didn't play Dreadboard Arcanist like a lot of people did. I played four Delver Secrets, two Young Pyro. Oh, I didn't play Young Pyromancer. Uh, two Snapcaster Mage, um, and then I played two Goblin Creator Maker. As an as a, as a tertiary threat, um, to try and like nail early walkers as well, because you can attack into walkers, or you can kill creatures, or you can kill Karn. Yeah. Um, and then I play, and I and I put the rest of the deck together, like all the blue cards, right? So I had that those, and I had all these blue cards. And I was like, I don't know what to do, and then I was like, eh, screw it, and I just put a mentor in, and uh, like a Mox Pearl, and never then Tundras. Yeah, never. Yeah, hurts. I was just like, I was like, <clears throat> okay, oh, that's what I'll, that's what we'll do. We'll just put mentor in this. But like, I couldn't find place. I couldn't find a place to put a pyromancer that where I felt it was like super impactful. And finally, I was like, yeah, forget it. We'll just play mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up playing this. I played. I played mentor. I didn't play any other white cards in the main deck. Um, and the sideboard, I think I had like containment priest. Basically, in the sideboard, I was like, if I think I'm not going to play against wasteland in the matchup, I'll put a white card in. So I put in like containment priest and rest in peace for dredge and oath and then wear tear because I wouldn't need to fetch the tundra ever against shops. Yeah. You know, you never gonna, there's no enchantments, but I could still get like, I had 
I had a basic mountain and two at basic islands, so I felt pretty good against Wasteland. Um, so I could like set up my is is it tear? Which one destroys the artifact? Where? Uh, I think where gets the artifact and tear gets the enchantment. Okay, yeah. So I could still wear artifacts. Um, and then the rest was just I played ceremonious rejection, which I thought would be uh, kind of a, a good way, like a good cheap way to get the colorless decks. Um, because it would hit Karn if it all the artifacts. Um, and, uh, you know, then I played, I think, like, two Tormod's Crips. I don't know. I'll put it, I'll, show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. I don't remember exactly what it was. But uh, just pretty standard blue-red with a very light white splash Xerox deck. Um, so, of course, this is my round one. So, round one, game one, right? <laughs> my opponent, this is what happened, Zach. My opponent goes Workshop. Sapphire, Tap Workshop, Painter's Servant. My hand is Force of Will, Narset. Oh, I had, I had three Narsets and two decks. I had Force of Will, Narset, one land, a Delver, and maybe two Cantrips, right? So I've got one Force of Will. Okay. So what are you doing here? You forcing this Painter? Ooh, I feel like you never leave. Like you, Offering your opponent the ability to play the Painter uh, and have it on the board opens up a lot of their deck, especially if they're playing Pyroblast and stuff, so I say force the painter. Yeah, I probably should have forced the painter for that reason. Here's why I didn't. <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, if they play Grindstone, I'll force the Grindstone, and sure. then I'll get car- more cards out of their hand, you know? And then yeah. I can because I can kill the painter with two Goblin Crater Makers and two Lightning Bolts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so painter resolves. Now their board is, is Workshop, Sapphire, Painter, and one floating artifact, mana. They play a Box Opal, they use the floating mana to play Grindstone. I force it. They tap the Mox Opal and play Pyroblast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. And so how many cards was that? Workshop, Sapphire, Painter, Pyroblast, four, Opal. Six cards right there, right? Uh-huh. Uh, one card back. Um, they pass. I draw a card. It's not a lightning bolt. Uh-huh. I say Okay. Uh, they draw a card, they play a land, and they kill me. <laughs> that was my first turn. I still don't know if it was right to force the painter. You're probably right about the pyroblast thing. Just, but at that it, point they've got they've gone through so many cards that you know don't yeah. make red. <laughs> Here, here's my thing is like the painter um enables other stuff in the deck to happen, whereas like a grindstone, they get to like kind of smooth out their draw a little bit, but it's not that great. Um, if, if they just have a grindstone, like I'm happy to let them grind through their deck, paying three mana each time, especially in the shop's deck. Cause their shop isn't able to spend that, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't do it with the shop. So I, I'm, I'm always happy to see, to see, uh, a grindstone on the board. If I counter a painter. Yeah. I, I don't know. I still, I still like, was like, if they got it, they got, I was sort of like, if they got it, they got it. But I couldn't imagine that exact sequence. Yeah. <laughs> this player, Nick, was extremely good at sequencing. In game two, he got me as well um, by, you know, he, he looks at my hand. I want to say, I think he played Probe. He must have played Probe. I can't imagine that which other way, another way he could have looked at my hand. Um, and I had, like, a wear tear, a ceremonies rejection. So he knew it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, he let on the painter. Um, he goes like, I think he played another workshop, maybe like workshop painter, or maybe ancient tomb. Um, but he plays a painter, which I ceremoniously reject. And then 
he goes like Manival Island Tinker Blightsteel. Ugh. I mean, that was really good. It was extremely good. I was drawing the deck, and I didn't find deck. Um, but the, the the sequencing there was great because I, I realized that Painter makes ceremonies rejection. So like, I've got this this tech card in my sideboard that I can't play against the first workshop deck <laughs> because the Painters make everything not colorless. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so I lost that round. Then I played against uh, Patrick. That's actual workshops. And I really just got... I would say I got steamrolled, except really what happened was like I had two Delvers in play on in game two. Like I lost game one, obviously, but in game two I had like two early Delvers, but they didn't flip, and um, like he just kind of pecked away at me with um, like Foundry Inspector because I was just like, well, soon these Delvers will flip, and he's got an ancient tomb, and if I get his life total low enough, you know, I was forcing stuff, I was shattering stuff didn't matter uh they never flipped and i died um it was really yeah that hurt quite a bit i shouldn't say i don't know if it was like i think they might have flipped but then like that was the turn he unlocked like walking ballista arcbound ravager and that was you know my life total was too low at that point to do it to come back so i was pretty feeling pretty low uh i got paired against uh tim he was playing a antiquities war tezzeret deck i'm not actually sure how many lands he has in his deck um, he had one Mox Amber, which I thought was hilarious. You know, I sent a picture to Phil of the Mox Amber in play. Um, he had a Mox it's Amber happening. because his, yeah, his <laughs> deck had Sai and Sahili and Narset and Tezzeret. So he's like, I got a lot of stuff to turn on this one Mox Amber. But he said like he had the one, this one of like fun Mox Amber in his opening hand, like every game. Uh, his deck was cool, but like really a touch too slow for the format. And uh, I kind of just like delvered him out legacy style in a way, like play Delver, strip you, waste you, bolt you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and that was that was it. So I won that round. Then I played against uh, Survival. I don't remember the gentleman's name. Um and that was close, but I, I pulled it off. Having played the survival deck a bunch, I sort of know the sequencing to get around and what to fear and what to keep in your opening hand as the other player. Yeah. I mean, and, obviously, you know, you know, you know the deck's weaknesses. Yeah, I know the deck's a little bit, yeah. Um, then in round five, I played against Joseph. He was playing Paradoxical Outcome and... The dull reject just annihilates it. Like I had null rod, I had um, pyroblast, you know, the quick clock, and it, yeah. and it was over. So um, actually, I think he got me game one. Like he had like a really insane start, like a paradoxical start. But then game two, you know, it was just a lot easier to. I didn't expect anyone to be playing paradoxical outcome. The top four ended up being a, a paradoxical outcome deck, two shops decks, and one Eldrazi deck, and paradoxical one. So it's almost like the Karn Narset thing didn't really happen. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess that's why you didn't expect it because of Narset being a thing. Yeah, like I, oh yeah, because I had Narset in my yeah. deck, like and, and you know that was there were not a lot of people. I, I, there were fewer people with Narset. There were few with Karn, um, but I thought the, the presence of Karn and Narset would sufficiently scare off the PO players um, or people from playing PO. But I think PO has one like 
I want to say like three out of four or four out of five or four out of six of the events this year yeah. in Texas. So, Sounds geez. about right. I mean, yeah. PO, PO like has answers to those things, you know, probably could play like a pyroblast main too, just to be like, oh, hit Narset. Now I'll start drawing cards. Yeah. I mean, there's also like, they got to, you know, with, with these proxy tournaments, it's like people will kind of like screw around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> so like a really fine tuned version of anything is in pretty good shape. So, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I had a great time. I love playing vintage. Uh, it was, I, I still can't believe that first turn of the game, the first turn of the first game was so crazy. Um, and really just like put me to the test like immediately. Um, <laughs> and I failed, but, uh, but it was fun. Uh, so I, I, I played a two of these, I've gone three and two in both of them. So I'm hoping to turn that around next time though. The next tournament's going to be non-proxy old school Ooh. on July 6th. Non-proxy so old school. Non-proxy Jeez. old school. That's going to be something. There are a few people with power, but we'll see. We'll see what comes out. Um, Got to play Stasis, dude. I don't know what I'm going to play. That's playing. the ultimate nullifier to power. Like, cool. I'll play Stasis. Now all your stuff's tapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no idea what to play. I, I The Leprechaun deck is a joke. <laughs> I'm yeah. not playing that. I know that. I got to put together at the assemble an old school deck, but, um, but yeah, um, I'm looking forward to that. Then there's a, like, there's a vintage tournament while I'm in while I'm on vacation. So I think I'll play vintage again in like August or September. So, but yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on vintage at all? I mean, I guess if you haven't seen the, uh, there's a lot of drama with the Narset Karn and who thinks they should be like auto restricted and who doesn't. Yeah. Right now. But that's in, I that's mean, on vintage Twitter. Anytime, anytime <laughs> there's going to be a card that's that impactful, like everyone's immediately going to call for the ban. I think, I think, you know, cooler heads are going to prevail and it's going to, it's going to be a few months before that, that's a problem. But I think eventually one of, one of the two of those will definitely be restricted. I honestly think that, uh, if Narset was any other color, People wouldn't be calling for its uh, removal. They'd be freaking out about being ha- super happy for it. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying if Karn and Narset were both white, or if like Narset was like green or something, like it would be completely different. Yeah. But you, it's, it's this awkward situation, I think, with both those cards where it's like they 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 harm very popular strategies in both vintage and legacy. Yep. Like. But they also are playable in. But they do that by being playable in those strategies. In those strategies, yeah, weird, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So you have like if you're like a heavy cantrip deck, Narset is just like the best thing ever, and also the worst thing ever if it's across the table. So like you're kind of just racing to deploy it, and having played a bunch of Bomberman against you know, um, uh, like Post, you know, various decks like that. Like, it's the same deal. It's like, oh, if I get my Karn down, they can't get all their goodies online from, like, Grim Monolith. But if they get Karn down, I just can't do anything, you know? So, um, it's 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 too bad that... I mean, the thing is, like, it's flavorful, because Karn is the Null Rod, right? Is the Null Rod part of Karn? Yeah. Or are they both part of the Legacy Weapon? Do you know this? <laughs> uh, I think the Null Rod is just something that was on the ship. It's like part of the part of the legacy, yeah. Cause, All right. Because the the quote from <laughs> the quote from uh, Urtai is is it does nothing, and Gerard's like, no, it does nothing or whatever. Like that's you know, it does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't, yeah, know, how, I don't know how it works. Flavor wise, uh, I'm like not positive. Karn and the and the null rod are intertwined. Yeah, somehow. Kar- Karn is and then, Karn uh, and the null rod. You know, like combine themselves somehow. And um, Narset, I don't actually think there's a reason why she. I don't. I, I don't know if there's a flavor reason why she lets off people from drawing. But I guess it's just mind control magic. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but it's it's you know it's still like because her previous gotta, planeswalker was unplayable. So now they were like, <laughs> yeah, we got this one. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I haven't decided how I feel about them in any format. To be honest, I think I just haven't played enough to be sick of them or something. You know? Yeah. I think I thought Karn feels unhealthy when you play it, but people have really adjusted pretty well to it. Uh, I think like, I don't know. It's just, you know, there's more things that are fighting it. Um, Narset, I don't know if you can really adjust to it other than, I think that the adjustment to Narset is just playing more sorcery speed decks, right? Yeah. I or mean, same thing with Teferi. Playing, playing more decks are just like, jam it sorcery speed. Figure out you what know. your removal situation is for that, for that <laughs> one, one damage on Narset. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, Maverick, I think, is really well-positioned against all those Planeswalkers because it doesn't really care about anything that they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's been an interesting sort of side effect to see Maverick, like, sort of come back because of that. Like, everyone's jamming these Planeswalkers, and Maverick's like, well, I don't draw a bunch of decks of cards, I don't play it, I don't play it instant speed, well, I don't have, like, I've got, like, two artifacts in the whole deck, so... I cares? mean, honestly, that's probably why Infect did so well, like... Infect can just attack the the play if they really need to draw cards, they can just attack that planeswalker. But that's another card in your opponent's deck that's not removal. Um, and you know, they're just like, cool. Uh, do I need to kill this planeswalker so I can get more cards, or do I just attack my opponent who apparently sh- who just showed me that he drew like a a terminus? You know, like. Yeah, right. so something you know they showed you that they drew like not a sword so now you have some amount of information and you're like screw it i'm going in you know yeah good point um i don't that's know that's a really good point because you can also also the pump spells kill planeswalkers out of nowhere yeah <laughs> so. it's, it's like you know you have uh the, the planeswalkers give your you know oh my board is just uh a noble hierarch like an actual reason to be around right like if if you play turn one noble hierarch and your opponent like plays something, you go a couple turns and then like you still don't have a creature in play and he's like Narset draw a card, you're like okay, well I'll attack Narset, you know, with my with my yeah, one non infect creature, you know, are you gonna waste a removal spell on not an infect creature? Would you? I don't know. I yeah, wouldn't. Right. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then I'll just blast me defense it and kill it. Yeah. And bolt right there. Um. Uh, you want to talk about middle school? Yeah, let's talk about middle school. All right. The, the, the next the day big, we had a middle school. The big difference here, uh, for, for people listening, middle school and, and pre-modern is that you can use force of will in middle school, correct? I would, that's probably the biggest, most noticeable difference. Yeah. I mean, the, um, there's dark ritual. Dark ritual is banned in middle school. Okay. Um, and that's another thing that's. I, in terms of like core cards to the formats, I mean, all the same stuff is banned, and then there's like weirdo stuff banned in every in each for in each format. Um, I think like Lion's Eye Diamond and Dark Ritual are both banned in middle school. I'm not sure about LED, but Dark Ritual is. 
Um, Brainstorm is banned in both formats. Bargain is banned in middle school, but legal in pre-modern. But Tendrils of Agony is legal in middle school. It's banned in pre-modern. But then there's not really a Storm deck in either format that doesn't even plays black because they just use... uh, Brain freeze. So yeah. anyway. your storm deck is, um, is uh, cadaverous bloom. Honestly, you know they're talking about banning <laughs> Yogmoth's bargain in uh, pre-modern. And I just love my four bargain, my four bargain, four bloom, uh, like all black green, prosper, prosperous. But it's not even prosperity decks. It's, it's a bargain bloom deck with four drain lives, where you just like get the bargain out, get the bloom out, and then just yeah. draw your deck. Drain life, draw more cards, drain them. Yeah, that's the way <laughs> to do it. Get a city of solitude down. So good. Um, but I don't think it's long for this world. Though Necro is legal. Well, Necro wouldn't work because you don't get the cards in your hand. Um, Necro is legal in um, Necro is legal in pre-modern. middle school, but oh, not legal in pre-modern. But it's yeah, dark ritual because they have dark ritual. Like dark yeah, ritual that makes being sense. banned. Yeah, <laughs> dark ritual being banned like actually makes a lot of. It's so interesting because like I played pre-modern. And like a deck you really have to watch out for is like hatred because they'll attack Mm -hmm. you and then they'll go ritual, ritual hatred and you die. Um, But uh, there's no ritual. So like hatred is unplayable or not as played, I should say. Um, And it just kind of takes that out of the, out of the like what rotation, I guess. But uh, so, okay. So we had, uh, I want to say 16 players for pre-modern which is a really nice, or I'm sorry, for middle school. Uh, Sam Craven, uh, shout out to him. Uh, Lone Star Lurgoyce, he set it up at a brewery. Uh, an awesome brewery like a, with like a bunch of arcade games and like an all-metal jukebox. So that was pretty sweet. Cool. Um, and then all of us Austin players came, and then a few Houston players were there as well to make it like a pretty nice-sized tournament. So the night before we had the Airbnb with all the Austin players and I decide I realized I had forgotten my onslaught naturalizes and I didn't want to one proxy them. It was a full proxy tournament, but I didn't want to play like proxy naturalize. Yeah. Um, I also didn't want to splash green for disenchant. I didn't want to play new border and I couldn't find any. So I was going to play my natural order rock deck, which I think was pretty well positioned Instead, I played uh, Blue-Black Psychotog, okay. and I got destroyed. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll put the list in the, in, the, in the show notes. But again, like, it's just like uh, I, I really, I re- really like got uh, beaten by the, uh, matchup, uh, by the matchup bat here. Like, first of all, it's, a blue, it's blue-black only, so I have a way to kill an enchantment or an artifact. Jeez. <laughs> um, actually, that's not true. I have Powder Keg. So I, I played two Powder Kegs. Um, so I have that way to kill like an artifact if I need to. Um, and then my removal is like, you know, the old black removal. See, before fatal push was printed, everybody, the black <laughs> removal was really bad. Uh, I played a, a split of vendetta, which is one black to destroy a non-black creature. And then you lose life equal to its toughness. And I played a ghastly, uh, some ghastly demises, which destroys a non-black creature if its toughness is less than the number of cards in your graveyard. And then I played a couple of diabolic edicts. I could have played innocent blood, but I was like, I really don't want to be in a situation where I have my psychotog out and then have to innocent blood a blocker. Oh God. <laughs> you know? yeah. That's not going to, that's not going to do anything for me. Um, so I played, but I was like, ah, oh, whatever I can kill a goblin lackey, which is what I was worried about. Um, 
on turn one or like a jackal pup or something. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't expect there to be a lot of black creatures because of what I said about hatred, <laughs> you know, because yep. there's no rituals in the four, no dark rituals. There's not a lot of black decks that I can see. Um, so my, I had four psychotog and two morphling, then a bunch of counter spells and draw spells. I decided against playing accumulated knowledge. Um, because I felt like everyone was playing accumulated knowledge. And I mean, as cool as it would have been to get someone, I felt like I was much more likely to get got. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I didn't want to, uh, I just didn't want to be on the receiving end of a draw seven. Like, I mean, you I'm have the doing... ability to remove them from the game with your psychotog. That's true. <laughs> well, it's where I would have played accumulated knowledge. I played two impulse and two deep analysis. Um, I think that's probably, that I have fair, three factor yeah. fictions. Yeah, I had four ops, uh, two each of those, and then three factor fiction to draw cards, and two intuition. Um, but the thing I intuitioned for the most without AK in my deck was Triple Island or Triple Swamp. Wow. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah, I'm getting mana screwed. I need like more lands. So I had like, intuition for Triple Island. <laughs> I mean, that's intuition's uh, a really interesting card in that deck because you can just be like, cool, now I've got intuition. You know, like I'll I'll just grab grab this, and you're gonna end up taking an extra damage from it. Like, you know, you just grab yeah, whatever like I, I, three I, I, of you want. Yeah, yeah. I intuition for um, double deep analysis and something else at one point, maybe factor fiction, um, just to like force them to put a deep analysis in my graveyard, um, and then decide they're gonna give me like those cards or give me the. Uh, factor fiction yeah um but anyway so the deck the thing is like i didn't think the mana base was that bad like i it was four polluted delta and then like two wasteland and two mistress factory but i really just got like whacked in the face by mana screw too i kept like drawing all islands or all swamps or something yeah or by only my only um source of one or the other would be the underground river get wastelanded so uh, my first round was against blue, mono blue, stifle, standstill. Stifle, not standstill. Okay. Was it Phil? And <laughs> no, no, it was actually Tim who I had beaten. Remember I told you about yeah, yeah, the Antiquities War deck at the yeah. this was the This was him again, but he was playing stifle, not standstill in middle school. Um, and, and the first game was really funny because I like took a bunch of hits off of Mistress Factory like he didn't have any lands, but an island at Mission Factory. Oh, I remember now. He double force of. I kept trying to do things. He like force of will it. All right, force of will it. Okay. Well, he's got to be on a force of wills now, right? I played something. He foiled it. Oh, he so discards rude. an island. So he goes down to like one card in hand, and that was. But like by that point, like so he's attacking me for doing. I think I took like I want to say I took like eight off this Mission Factory, but eventually like he had one card in hand, and I had just like. Okay, I'd like triple him to Torak you, and I uh, killed his Mishra's factory with like a ghastly demise or something, and then played a psychotog, um, <laughs> and that was the end of the game. Uh, and and then I then as I was sideboarding, I realized how bad ghastly demise and vendetta are against dreadnought. Yeah, because one, you need twelve cards in your graveyard; the other one, you just take twelve. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, so basically I was like, well, I can't let him stifle dreadnought. I have, I have the uh, edicts, but he had the mistress factories. So all he had to do was like, you know, stifle not and protect it. 
And, you know, I couldn't really do much, you know, I killed one of the powder keg, but then I think I lost the next one or something. So, um, and then game three was, was the one in game three, I got stuck on all blue with like, my hand was like duress, um, duress, uh, diabolic edict, psychotog, psychotog, ghastly demise or something. When I died, I just had like nothing. Um, I forgot that Force of Will was legal, by the way, so I forgot to play Force of Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, uh, that, that's that's something I should also know. I forgot that Force of Will was legal, so yeah. Literally, um, the first thing we said about this format. <laughs> yeah, well, all the Force of Wills were in my vintage deck, and of I just course. forgot them when I was like yeah. assembling the deck. I was like, oh, I got all these slots. Let's put some fun cards in. Let's put yeah. in more. Let's put an intuition. I had a week uh, like that with uh, lightning bolts and rug. I was like, I have four extra slots in this deck. Cool. I just put in some weird stuff, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm not playing lightning bolts in my rug double deck." Whoops. <laughs> um, so round two was tricks. So the same deal where like the he just keeps playing islands. And I don't know what's going on. Um, like he's just island, 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 and then and I like was like, okay, so I'm beating him down with a psychotog. He doesn't seem very concerned, which I was like, you know, I got this psychotog. I got a bunch of stuff in my hand, like. <laughs> I've got a bunch of creature kill stuff in my hand, you know? Yeah. Then he plays an illusion to grandeur and gains 20. I'm like, Yikes. Oh, I see what's happening. Gotta have that sideboard hoodwink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I needed was my deck with naturalize in it to kill it oh. <laughs> in response to the trigger. Um, and then, so he like, so he gains 20, but like that just like was like a, quadruple time walk yeah you know based on what i've been doing which was like you know putting like removal in my hand so that i could just get through any threat (laughs) yep uh and then he like pays for it a couple turns and then donates it to me we fight over the donate i lose the fight and i lose 20 life you didn't pay for it i paid for it for one turn but i couldn't by then i was out of gas to fuel the psychotog fair enough i needed like uh What's that thing where you put your whole deck in your graveyard? Traumatize. Oh, traumatize. Yeah. I would have done it. Um, game two was pretty funny. There's a picture of this game where um, he, I have a morphling in play and he has a morphling in hand and he's about to play the morphling. Uh, and his hand, and I, I didn't realize this until I saw the picture, but his hand is like two lands in this morphling. And I actually killed the Morphling with a Diabolic Edict. Mm-hmm. And then I guess his next two draws were uh, Illusions and Donate because I lost oh. from there. <laughs> um, but again, like all of my creature all of my creature removal was bad in this matchup. I, I kept in the Edicts by accident. And it, <laughs> the guy played Morphling, so good thing like, I did Oh, that. thank God. Yeah. yeah. He Pyroblasted one of my Morphlings. And I, then I had the I was like, ah, second Morphling. People were saying, why do you have Morphling in your deck? Like, because you ever have one to play? It's insane. Yeah, it's the best feeling ever. Like, there's when the, I play tested, Aetherling is the only feeling that is better than Morphling. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, round three was blue red. So now I've played against mono blue stifle knot, and I've played against blue red tricks, and then the third round was blue red stifle knot. Um so my opponent, uh Kurt, uh starts out on a Grim Lava Mancer, which I which I vendetta. Um, and I forget what happened, but I won the first game in like a really horrifying way. I think I like, I think he had like, I think he missed a land drop and I wastelanded a Shivan reef and then played a psychotog. So that went like, that went pretty fast. But then 
you know, in games two and three, the the removal problem came up where it's like can't remove a psychic or I can't remove a uh, dreadnought without taking some amount of damage or with having, like, having like a huge graveyard. Yeah. And I vendetta a, a, a dreadnought took 12 and put me from like 19 to seven. I had not, I played so I wouldn't lose a lot of life. And then like, he said bolts and that killed me yeah. <laughs> like bolts and mistress factory is like, you know, he just kept psychotog off the table with pyroblast and, uh, then bolted and mistress factored me. So, so I didn't have a very good tournament, but there's really no, there's like no more fun format. Cause you just never know what's coming, what's coming down next. That is, that is the great thing about these new, like old formats where it's just like, I mean, you can literally play anything from the last, you know, like the, the last 20 years minus 10 years, you know, like, <laughs> well, it's not even that, but like it's totally unsolved, you know. The formats never existed. It, yeah. Like I, I don't know about I don't know too much about old school history, like in terms of like whether or not the old school formats that are in existence now have ever actually existed. But I think they have. I mean, certainly I mean, that was type ninety four ninety three existed during that era. As right, a, that's what I mean. As a but format. there was never there was never like a format where fourth through scourge was legal without no. cards from. No, no, no other you know what i mean like like the dual lands were in for a while and then like mirrored in came in and then and and fourth rotated out so you just never had a format extended so you have weird was like a weird sort of middle ground between i mean it was called 1.5 x for a while 1.5 was legacy so 1.5 x was basically just like fourth edition and up with dual lands like serendipifreet was banned Initially, or just not legal. Yeah, I remember. No, it was, it, I like, mean, like you could play. They basically banned everything that was was not reprinted in fourth edition, aside from Dual Lands. Yeah, so it was like revising up, but all the stuff that is in revised that's not in fourth is gone. Yeah, because like, I thought it was. I thought it was like maybe maybe I just the announcement I had heard at the time was that it's this plus Dual Lands. I I but. played in the first extended uh, tournament in Cuyahoga Falls, uh, Ohio. Uh, and, uh, I, my, my deck was hot garbage. It was like bent fatties, like, you know, Sarah Angel, uh, Scragnoth had just get gotten printed. So I had Sarah Angel, Scragnoth, uh, Urnum Jin, and, uh, what was the other, I think it might've been all my creatures. And then it was just like force of will, counterspell, arcane denial, swords of plowshares, disenchant. Yeah. I played that kind of deck too. It was bad. (laughs) I got crushed by everything. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so like people look at extended deck lists for inspiration. Yeah. But none of them really quite match up. You no, know, I mean like tricks, tricks is probably one of the closest tricks and, and uh cadavers bloom because those decks are sort of like what they are. There's not a lot of wiggle room there. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you get a couple more, uh, a couple more pieces to, to like fill out, fill out your deck for the weaker stuff that was in there. I wish I'd played Cadaverous Bloom now. That would have been fun. Oh, dude, Bloom is just the best. It's just yeah, so much fun playing that deck. It's so much fun. But I would have gotten ranch by all the blue decks. I, I really expected more aggro decks. So we we were testing the night before. I had my rock deck. Like I had the main deck. I just didn't have the sideboard, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was playing against um, a, a Rug Madness deck. So it was just the Madness deck, but they but uh, the, uh, Sam, who organized the middle school tournament, was playing it. He had added... Carplusen Forest and and Shivan Reef. Mm-hmm. 
the red pain lands, so he yeah, can yeah. play Bolt and um, and uh, Flame Tongue Kavu. Okay. Is in addition to like most of the rest of the Madness Shell because you can't really play Days because you don't have the dual lands, so yeah. you kind of have this like weird space. Like you can still play Circular Logic and you can play Forcible if you want, but um, I don't think his deck has that. But a- anyway, like I. It was just it was just cool. Like it's like a it's like a deck that didn't quite exist, but now it, here it is in front of you, you know. And my deck was the same way because I had like, um, I had like Natural Order for Verdant Force, but I also had Cabal Therapy, you know. Well, you um, know, you know, it would have done you well against those blue decks, Nate. Uh, uh you you weren't playing uh, Dark Ritual in your deck, right? No, I couldn't. Yeah. It's illegal. That's oh oh. In this format, it's legal. In the other it, format, it's legal. Damn. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause, cause the, the like dark ritual, uh, what's it called a negator is like, is just such a good sideboard plan, but it, obviously it's in the other format. Right. I actually do play negators in the sideboard of my rock deck. It's in still great. School too. Yeah. Yeah. Against all the swords of plowshares decks. It's great. Like, what are you going to do? Turn one birds of paradise, turn two negator. Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're going to kill this. All right. Gain five. I will kill you. Treetop village. Yeah. Um, but I like yeah I had like um I had to play in in one of the practice games where I like had where I natural ordered for deranged hermit with with like two cabal therapies in my yard <laughs> and then recurring nightmare oh my god to get it back it's so it's so silly it's so dumb but like you know a lot of decks just can't beat uh, I gotta get this deck together and play it more because there's a lot of decks just can't beat a burden force um yeah you know, it's seven cards, seven cards very hard to deal with. <laughs> yeah, the rock deck. The rock deck that was played by uh, Mike um, at the tournament. He finished in second place. He had like a Jun deck. He had four Spirit Monger. Yeah, Spirit Monger is the card, right? Like obviously. Yeah. Uh, he had four. I don't like Spirit Monger because I just kind of like Deranged Hermit more. But I'm a lunatic. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> Deranged Hermit Recurring Nightmare is the most fun thing ever, though. I mean, come on. Oh God. <laughs> so. Rude. And then with Cabal Therapy, like, oh, so good. Uh, diabolic intent you just get every card you want oh, can't beat it um but his deck had four spirit mongers and four or not four i think he had three or he had either two in the main deck and one on the sideboard with four living wish of contested cliffs you know what that does no it's 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 one of the onslaught lands you know how there's like um starlit sanctum and the bouncy wizard one riptide laboratory this one's for beasts and it like you're a beast you control fights another creature, and um, like you can just fight everyone off with your spirit mongers and then get through because it's a six six or five, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it puts counters. I think it puts counters on the spirit monger or something. Like, hold on, like, uh, what does spirit monger do? I don't even know what it does. Sorry, everyone. We're gonna we're gonna wait for a second while I look up Spirit, well, Spirit Monger. Spirit is it is it's five mana and you can change its color, um, which is the huge thing because at the time Dark Banishing was like the, you know the the go to yeah. kill spell. Well, um, it can't Dark Banishing can't kill us anyway. This is true. It's black. Uh, yeah. I think. But yeah, whenever it deals damage to a creature, you put a counter on it. Oh god. So if yeah. you if you fight like if you fight stuff too. with a Spirit Monger, yeah. So if you fight stuff with a spirit monger, it gets a plus one plus one counter, and it doesn't have to tap. Maybe it does. I, mean, I don't think it does though. And then you can just attack after you clear their blocker and make it bigger. Contested clips. Nope, just fights. So 
that was a cool rock build. He had little John part of it. Like I think he might have had Bolt too. So, but that's the thing. Like you know, cool, fun, right? Yeah. How could you not have it? How can you not have fun? Um. But yeah. So that's my weekend report and everything. Yeah. Well, can I you mean, believe there was four spoilers today? Yeah. I mean, geez. Yeah, the Chandras. I mean, we can talk about those uh, next week as, as more now. stuff yeah. as more stuff uh, unleashes. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of us for this week. Uh, I I went to SCG Con, bought into a few few more new decks. Got a got like show and tell and and uh, Enchantress. That's right. Going. We forgot to talk about Enchantress. Um, let's, let's talk, talk about, about let's talk about it next time because because I'll I'll have like a, I'll have a little uh, a little bit under my belt with it. Um, if, if you're listening now, uh, and, and you know, you have, you have some thoughts on Enchantress, I'd love to hear some, some of them because the yeah. deck is a yeah, complete Penn. mystery to me. Yeah. Adam Penn. Yeah. We have a new patron. Oh, we do. So thank you to Christopher Bennett for being awesome. our patron. Thanks so much. We really appreciate that. Um, and I think that is it for new patrons, but yeah, yeah. I'm looking for, it's going to be a fun summer of uh middle school and new legacy and new vintage. Yeah, it's got to be cool out there in uh, in uh, Texas. You got a whole bunch of new people to play with, stores to hang out at. Yeah, it's not cool. It's extremely hot and humid. <laughs> but yes, it's definitely a change of pace. Yeah, cool. Well, right, uh, well, that's that's us for this week. Uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Uh, have a good one, Nate. Have a good week. Can you see any monster? But that would go. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop, stop, any monster. Can you see any monster? But that would go. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. All right. Where does he get those wonderful toys?